If you're a pro, you know that this is not efficient because you know there's a better way. There's also a better way to save. When pro customers buy building supplies in bulk at Lowe's, they save up to 20% every day. Buy in bulk and save up to 20% on concrete, gypsum, and gypsum accessories. At Lowe's, buy more, save more. Visit the Pro Desk or Lowe'sForPros.com for details. Discount applies to contractor pack items. Minimum purchase required, U.S. only. You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com network, which brings you some of the best NFL and college football coverage that you will find anywhere. And for today's show, my Packer Report colleague, Keith Rording, will join me, and we will talk about Saturday's game between the Packers and Vikings at Lambeau Field, which the Packers won to set up a winner-takes-all matchup against the Lions at Detroit on Sunday night. The Lions got smashed last night by the Cowboys. 42-21, I believe, was the final. They hung with them for a half, and then the, and the Cowboys just overwhelmed them in the second half. I think the two key here, the two keys here for Green Bay, one, will the Lions get back to services of cornerback Darius Slay? Slay, one of the top guys in the league, definitely one of the most underrated guys in the league, and without him last night, they were up a creek. And number two, and, I've been, and I'm on two weeks of talking about this, the Packers play Saturday, the Lions play Monday night. That's about two and a half more days of rest for the Packers, and I don't think that can be overstated, the importance of that going into uh, Sunday night's game. Before I get rolling with Keith, I would like to remind you to check out the rest of the great Locked On Podcast Network, which includes Locked On NFL, Locked On Fantasy, Locked On NFL Draft, and Locked On Lions to get you ready for Sunday night, and please... Check out my work over at PackerReport.com. We had full coverage from the game, including some NFL highlights videos. And yesterday, a fresh story on turnovers and the historical part of Aaron Rodgers' run that he's on. And a look contrasting um, early season, late season Green Bay turnovers and putting that in the context of just how dominant the Packers have been in years past. And with that, let's get on with the podcast with my Packer Report colleague, Keith Rorink. And I'm joined by my Pack Report colleague, Keith Rordank. We're a couple of days late, but Merry Christmas, Keith. Merry Christmas, Bill. Better late than never, right? That's right. And the Packers are the key- gift that keeps on giving. The way that they shredded that defense, um, I'm certainly not surprised that the Packers won. I'm surprised they made it look, look that easy. Oh, I mean, it's, I mean what, what more can we say or write about the season that Aaron Rodgers is having and the season Jordy Nelson is having? I mean, again, we, we go back to earlier in the year in the losing streak and, you know, what was wrong with Rodgers and, you know, Nelson is never going to be what he was in 2014 and, you know, here we are, Aaron Rodgers looks like a legit MVP candidate and Jordy Nelson is leading the league in touchdown receptions. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> not quite what I saw. You know what? I got a question for me. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I was talking to some of the guys in the locker room today about it too. I don't think I've ever seen Rodgers play that good of a game. Now I realize he's put up bigger numbers, but you know, in September games or against lesser opponents. But it's this is December, and yeah, it was a nice day for December, but it's still December. It's a really good opponent, a really good defense, and he was as good as I've ever seen him. He he really was. I mean, that's a that's a great point. I mean, he's he's playing with a just a, a passion and a precision, and just I don't know. I mean, just like a, a little more kind of jump in his step, a little more oomph on his 
on his throws, and it's, I mean, the chemistry with him and Nelson, I mean, and it's it's fitting that they pass Brett Favre and Antonio Freeman for the, uh, you know, the most touchdown receptions by a quarterback-receiver duo, because it's just, I, I mean, again, I, I, I go back and I, I think to all those years of watching Favre hook up with Freeman, and, you know, just just never thinking I would see something like that again, but it's just him and Nelson, I mean, it's like they're, you know, some kind of, you know, science fiction mind sharing going on. Right. Literally, they just, you know, you feel like they could do it with their eyes closed. I mean, they just, they know what each other is thinking. They they see the same thing at the same time on defense. I mean, whether it's Nelson finding a spot in the zone, we go back a couple weeks where, you know, Nelson is being covered by Cam Chancellor in the end zone, points to a spot in front of him as Rodgers is looking at him, and Rodgers just fires the ball, knowing that Nelson will somehow move in front. And then this past week against the Vikings, we get Rodgers running around, stepping up, and then and then sliding to his right in the pocket. And he points to a spot where he wants Nelson to go, who's getting mugged by Anthony Barr at the back of the end zone. And he moves up and gets a touchdown. It's just, I don't know that I, I, I just, I don't feel like I see anything like that with another quarterback and receiver in the NFL. And I mean, and then on top of the two touchdowns to, to Nelson, you know, he's got the he's got the, the back shoulder throw to Adams who honestly probably probably shoved his shoved his corner a little bit hard on that play. And but then the pass to Rogers too to uh, Richard Rogers and then the running touchdown. It's just what what can't the guy do? What isn't he doing? It's it's amazing. It's just it's I mean, you know, it's funny. We we talk to the players in the locker room, though. We ask them all the time, like, are you, you know, are you surprised? Do you still marvel at, at you know, what he does? And it's funny because they always start off with, well, you know, nothing he does surprises us. But, and I feel like that's for the, the same with, you know, us and the fans that watch him. You know how great he is, but he still does stuff where you're like, oh, my God. It's, it's, it's stunning. What a series of four touchdowns. The first one. A short pass to Nelson. He jukes the safety, then runs through uh, the linebacker, uh, Kendricks. Kendricks, who we think is a heck of a good player. Runs through him for the few yards for a touchdown. Yeah. So, okay, so, so if that play is not good enough for you, it's, it's the one that you were talking about before where Anthony Barr is mugging him. Eventually, Nelson kind of does like a backdoor, like, a, like an NBA-style spin move on a, like on a backdoor pass. He spins away from him, gets lost in the end zone, Rodgers throws it to him, and then he ducks just in time before the cornerback gets there to hit him. Yes. So if that's not impressive enough, the Rodgers touchdown run, it's from the six-yard line. He retreats all the way back to the 23-yard line. <laughs> and here's the guy who couldn't run. Like, you know, I, I compared to a, my, my grandma and a walker back when, my, back when I had a grandma. Um, she, God bless her. Um, it reminded me, well, my mom, well, yeah, my, my grandma was in a walker. My mom was in a walker. That's what Rodgers looked like a few weeks ago, and now here all of a sudden he sprints 23 yards and jukes a cornerback for a touchdown. And that touchdown pass to Devonta Adams was just a rope. I mean, it was just one marvelous touchdown after another. This is—I gotta say—if I had an MVP vote, I'd vote for him. I, th- I mean, I think so. And, and again, with you know, with with apologies to to Matt Ryan and, and having that number one ranked passing offense for really pretty much the whole year. What Rodgers is doing now is it's it's just it's it's otherworldly to to watch him and, and you know that run I mean you know two weeks ago we watched him you know kind of gingerly 
you know, limp through the locker room and, and grimace as right. he stepped up two steps to get on the podium at his post-game press conference. And, and here he is, you know, and I think every time he started moving in the pocket, we expected him to maybe kind of pull up or just, just kind of throttle back a little bit, just in a, you know, self-preservation, if nothing else. And absolutely not. I mean, you know, rolls out, turns his back, gets away from the pressure, starts going, accelerates, puts a little a little shoulder shimmy. I know Jordy Nelson laughed when we suggested that that was a juke. <laughs> <laughs> I, perhaps by the receiver and running back standards, it's not. But I'll tell you what, it was enough. I think it was on Xavier Rhodes, who uh, appar- apparently knew he was covering Rodgers. <laughs> we'll uh, get that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> he, gets, he gets in the end zone. So I just, yeah, it's, I, again, I, this, this offense, I mean, I think there's there's reason to worry about what you're going to see out of the Packer quarterbacks from one week to the next. But I mean, this this offense can play with anybody. This offense can put up points on any defense in the league on any week. You got to like that. What's up with that Vikings defense? You know, I let's you know let's go back six, eight, ten weeks where all the fans about Mike McCarthy fired, and I get this question all the time: Has McCarthy lost the team? Well, apparently he hasn't lost the team because this is what happens when you lose your football team, right? When when your coaches come up with a game plan and the co- and the players say, well, screw that, we're doing this. Way to go, Vikings. I mean, could you imagine somebody doing that with, with Belichick or McCarthy? No. Or, or Tom or Mike Tomlin or some of these guys. And again, and I don't... I don't, I don't feel like this should be a, a black mark on, on Zimmer, but I mean, how on earth do you come up with a game plan during the week where you tell Xavier Rhodes, your Pro Bowl quarterback, you are going to shadow Jordy Nelson? And again, let's keep in mind in that week two matchup, he did a you know a pretty damn good job shadowing Nelson and, and keeping him in check. So you drop that game plan again, and I mean if we can if we can believe the first story, which you know I, I tend to believe the first yes that we heard before they they started backpedaling is. You know, with the uh, the backlash from their their fans, and, and I'm sure within the Vikings organization, but Xavier Rhodes was supposed to be shadowing Nelson, and apparently Terrence Newman, their veteran corner, who's not as good, says, "No, no, no, I got it. You stay on your side of the field. I'll stay on mine." Well, seven catches for 145 yards later, not to mention two touchdowns. You know, it, they finally realize, well, okay, Xavier, maybe maybe you should take Jordy, and then he has you know two catches for nine yards in the in the second half, and. I'm not saying if Rhodes had stayed on Nelson that he wouldn't have had that half because, honestly, he was finding spots in the zone and, and he was exploiting matchups. And, you know, there was a guy that, you know, slipped and fell on his 48-yard his reception that set up Devontae Adams. But who, who decides they're not going to listen to their coach in the course of a game? And then, you know, as you and I said before we started this, Bill, how does somebody on the Vikings defensive staff, whether in the sideline or up in the booth, not realize within a few plays, hey, what are you doing, Xavier? You're on Nelson. Like, how many times does he have to not be on Nelson before someone's like, hey, uh, what are you doing? You know, where you're, you're grabbing a guy by the sideline and saying, you are on him. Oh, Terrence is saying what? Hey, you're, you know, here is the game plan. You know, it's not it's not up for debate. It's, yeah, I mean, what a what a crazy story to, to break, uh you know, in the, the hours following the, the Packers' victory. I'm sure it's happened before, but I've never heard it happen before. Maybe, maybe you have. Maybe you've got some recollection of it. This is 
It's a new one on me. I'm not. I I don't know that I've heard that, and I was kind of I was kind of trying to think about that before this call. And I mean, you know, certainly I'm I'm sure guys have campaigned on the sideline to to let me cover a guy. Right. You know? I think. I think that's more of, of where you hear about it is, is somebody kind of, they've got that pride of, you know, no, 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 I got this guy. I want to follow him all over the field. I want to shut him down. Or, or maybe you take a little pride if they're staying away from you. But I've never heard of one corner telling the other, hey, I know what the game plan was, but here's what we're going to do instead. It's just, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird because from, from our obvious outside perspective, we – at least I do. I don't. I shouldn't speak for you, but you know, I, I could always thought that that Zimmer was this revered coach who, you know, that kind of that cliche that the kind of guy where, where the players run through a wall for him. Well, clearly that's not the case. At least to Terrence Newman, it's just it's bizarre. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, and, and and I'm with you. I, I had been under the impression that he was a guy that you know had a firm grip on his locker room and had the respect of his players. So it's 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 strange to see. Uh, you know this this sort of mini mini mutiny, you know. So I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how that how you address that in a locker room. I mean, I don't know what what kind of statement you need to make behind closed doors, but I would I would assume it's something. Well, one thing's for sure, and I'll steal a quote from your playbook here, Keith. Mike McCarthy is a highly successful football coach. <laughs> that wouldn't happen here, and as far as I know, it has not happened here. <laughs> I had to use it. I'm sorry. What? Let's check. Let's check that off the list for the weekly podcast. We need to say that, it, and it's true. He is. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't imagine players just blatantly disregarding what he would tell them or what Capers told them. I, I just absolutely can't. And you know, again, I, I think you you look back to some of the some of the crazy stuff people were saying during that during that four game stretch when they lost, and it's just again. Being an NFL head coach, I mean, being a being a good one, being a highly successful one, you're measured, you're patient, you're confident. You know, Jordy Nelson after the game when we, when we were talking to him, um, one of uh, one of our other reporters, one of our colleagues, had asked if uh, you know if Jordy thought the Packers handled that four game losing streak better than other teams would have. You know, whereas the Packers go on a winning streak, other teams might have folded it. And he put it back on McCarthy, and he said, "Well." He said, I guess a lot of other coaches might have been getting down on the team and, and cursing them out. And he said, that wasn't Mike. He said, Mike was confident in us. Mike told us that, it, there were, that we, were, we were closer than the score indicated, that there were you know, little adjustments we needed to make. And if we did those, we would start winning. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I, think, uh, I think Devontae Adams, who... I, I, I feel the need to see was wearing an Iron Maiden shirt and admitted to me <laughs> he had no idea who they were and had never listened to them but thought the shirt was fly. Uh, <laughs> That's great. He, he called. I know. We got to the end of the interview and I said, I, I can't let you go without asking about the T-shirt. He goes, oh, yeah, it's cool, right? And I'm like, are you an Iron Maiden fan? And he's like, no, I've, I've never heard of him. <laughs> I, I didn't think you had. He's like, but it's a pretty fly shirt, right? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so nobody else was going to ask. I had to ask. But, you know, it was his birthday that day. He turned 24. Um, he also, as long as, I'm, as long as I'm going sideways here, Bill, he had a funny story. We asked him if uh, 
you know, how he liked having his birthday the day before Christmas. And he said, well, as a kid, he always felt cheated. Sure. And uh, we asked him if he, if he had a, you know, if there was a particular story or time he felt cheated. And he said, well, one year when I was a kid, I got one shoe for my birthday. And then I got the other one for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought that was great. But he, uh, getting, getting back to what we were actually talking about, he referred to Mike McCarthy as a prophet. He was like, he, he said, hey, he said, he said, you know, Mike McCarthy told us this thing was going to turn around. He said Aaron Rod, maybe he called Aaron Rodgers a prophet. Yeah, he called Rodgers a prophet. That was, that was a great line he has here, too. But, but, yeah, but he was talking about, you know, just, again, Mike McCarthy staying positive and believing in them. And, I mean, that meant a lot to those guys. I love the prophet line. It was talking about Rodgers saying, Rodgers predicted that we would run the table, and we're running that damn table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a great line. Well, <laughs> You know, back up, he said, in 2014, the man oh, that's right, yep. relaxed. He said, and now he told you we're running the table and we're running that damn table. Yeah, I mean, these guys are starting to feel, they're starting to feel good and they're starting to feel confident, and they should. Speaking of Adams, um, speaking and speaking of Rodgers, that pass, it was an incomplete, you know, I remember going back to that Jacksonville game where we said that that pass from Rodgers to Adams for the touchdown yeah. might have been one of Rodgers' best passes ever. That pass to Adams that went through Adams' hands, that's got to be top five. There were two defenders in front of Adams, and he just whistles a perfect pass right over their, right over them, and Adams couldn't haul it in, but the the margin for error there is like zero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. It, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. And, you know, it was just, I think it was good. It was good to see, and, and probably it was even better for Devontae to, to see that ball into him for a touchdown after after dropping two inexplicable touchdowns at Chicago the week before. I mean, two touchdowns that might have been the two easiest touchdown catches he would have had all year. So, you know, it's definitely, I think anybody that was a little worried that he was going to go in the tank or, you know, I think, I mean, I don't think you need to worry about Devontae Adams anymore or any type of regression. I mean, you know, the drops for the drops. Heck, Jordy Nelson had a couple drops against the Vikings. Yep. But, I mean, this offense is, you know, this offense is playing well enough that they can, you know, they can suffer through a drop here or a drop there or, you know, I mean, not too many, but especially with, uh, you know, with the, uh, I think the defense still being of a legitimate concern. But, I mean, you you got you to gotta like their scoring potential again. Just uh, Rodgers is playing as well as he, whether or not he wins the MVP, he is playing as well as he has in any of his previous MVP season. Well, you mentioned the defense. Let's let's address the elephant in the room here. It, it, can they possibly overcome this in the long run? You know, may, maybe they beat Detroit on Sunday. Where I was watching watching them up upstairs before, on the, and, and they were getting paced by the Cowboys. Here, I'm not sure what the score is going to be. Is as you guys listen to this tomorrow morning, maybe the Lions come back one or whatever. But they don't look very good. But ultimately, is this defense going to kill them? Do you think? Maybe not this Sunday, but it's some some Sunday down the road here. I mean, if you don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, then it, at some point they're going to lose. And yeah, I think it. I think it'll be because of the defense. I think specifically it'll be because of their corners. And I mean, they have they have suffered through, but I I wouldn't say overcome or made up for the loss of Sam Shields. They just they haven't. I mean, Demarius nope. Randall at times looks like a very good maturing second-year quarterback. At other 
times when he's supposed to be covering Alshon Jeffrey, he looks lost. Quentin Rollins at times looks like a, you know, a, a really young athletic guy out there with, you know, kind of a, a combo football basketball skill set. Other times, you know, he's getting beat down the sideline. So I don't know. They've got, you know, they've got so much youth. You've got, and, and all of them, all of them seem full of potential, but yet flawed at the same time. I mean, there's weeks where Ladarius Gunter looks great. There's other weeks where he's that four seven speed is getting exposed. You've got, you know, young guys from, you know, Josh Hawkins to, you know, whoever else. But, you know, none of these guys are shields. I mean, the drop off is is substantial. So, what did you make out of the defense in that Vikings game? From from one angle, it's there. You know, the Vikings take over with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and they've scored thirteen points. So, by that by that perspective, they played pretty well. Or you look at from the other way, where. But that same nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter, they, they get up 320 yards. Um, had the Vikings not screwed up twice in the red zone, you know, it, it's a whole other game. So how do you, how do you view Green Bay's defense on Saturday? What, what do you think? Uh, I mean, it, good enough, good enough. I mean, they they you know it was a it was a, a bend but don't break. You know they you know they gave up a, a silly 71 yard touchdown to to. Thalen, who, who honestly is a, a really great, unheralded, you know, receiver for the Vikings. But I mean, that play just looks silly where he beat Rollins down the sideline, and then Clint Dix comes over and you know clears him out. And you know, then he had that, you know, later in the game, Thalen had one, you know, going the other way towards the north end zone where he keeps his toes in and falls out of bounds to make a catch that Clinton Dix had jumped up and thought he hit. So I don't know. It's just it's the secondary is. They're capable of games like they had against Seattle, where Russell Wilson had his worst game, and, and I think in part because of of the way they were playing. But you just it, it's unpredictable. You you don't know what you're going to get, and I feel like where whenever the season ends, it will most likely be because the corners just couldn't get it done that day. Yeah, you know this this winning streak is great and everything, um, but that's the way I see it too. It, it's it, when it when it's time to win games. You have to have a quarterback, and you've got to be able to stop the quarterback. And you know, unless it's one of those days where you know Matthews deflects a ball and it lands in someone's bread basket or, or a couple of those kind of plays, I just don't see how these guys beat a really good quarterback. You know, say it's you know a rematch with Matt Ryan in the division round, or you know, God knows they've got a history with Eli Manning. It, it, it's I have a hard time believing that when they have to play a really good quarterback that they're, that they're going to have some answers. And hell, hell, they could lose to Matthew Safford on Sunday. You know. They really could, and, and I mean, it's, it's almost, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship, too, of if you can dial up the pass rush, maybe you can compensate, you know, for some of those deficiencies in the secondary, but again, you know, Matthews had, a, Matthews had a great game. Matthews looked as good on Saturday as he has, in, you know, certainly in, in weeks, if not a month, but, you know, Peppers is hit and miss, and, you know, Daniels had some nice pressure up the middle, but again, it's it's been inconsistent pass rush as well. So, again, there's there's so many X-factors that when they're on, they're fine. You just don't know. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a superhuman... They had pressure on Bradford, right? I thought, they, I thought the pressure was fine, but he still yeah. killed him. I mean, if, if he doesn't airmail air, air Adam Thielen in the, in the first quarter, they get a touchdown there, and you know, if Matthews doesn't get the sack strip in, in the at the end of the first half, and the Green Bay gets a touchdown instead. It, it's a whole other game. It just 
well, it's 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 maddening, you know. And I I, I just think it's gonna it's ultimately gonna kill these guys. But help, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll their, their saving grace of late has been the big play, and, and that's gonna have to to be it. I think I don't. It's the, the only recourse is, you know, Rodgers puts forty on the board, and, and the defense gives you a possession or two on, on a turnover. Yeah, exactly. And and again, you know, much like that, you know, was it in. Uh... Was it the twenty the twenty eleven season? I'm picking up where where I mean that defense absolutely just bled yards, but they yep. got tons of turnovers. So you can, if you're going to give up 382 yards to an opposing quarterback, and you're going to give up you know 446 net, you better be coming up with some turnovers. That's got to be that's got to be the great equalizer. So if they can stay positive on the on the turnovers. They can, you know, those continue to live to fight another week. I mean, I don't know that they need to, you know, quote unquote, shut anybody down. And I think once they get in the playoffs, you know, you you're not going to have any of those opponents where you expect to shut them down. But you just, you know, you gotta you gotta limit the bleeding, and and you gotta look to Rogers to to and Nelson and Adams and and maybe even Ty Montgomery who didn't have a big game Saturday, but you know, did the week before. You got to lean on those guys and just try and hang in there on defense. I think, I mean, I think that's the way it's going to have to go. And you know, we should probably just enjoy the ride for as long as we can. All right, Keith. Last question for you. I'll let you run. I know you've watched some of the the Detroit game, and which is being played as we do this podcast. Packers Lions Sunday at Fort Field. Who wins? The Lions looked better early than I would have given them credit for, but I don't know. I think. I think for everything we've we've just talked about, I, I feel like there's something going on with this Packers team. There's something going on with this offense. They are, you know, they 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 believe in this. They they bought in. They, you know, McCarthy is is all in, and I think these guys are going to get it done. I think they're going to find a way to get it done. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. Um, that defense is terrible. I'm talking about Detroit's defense, not good. I, I think I think to find a way. I, I think Green Bay special teams are playing a lot better. The turnovers are coming. I, I think I think there is something going here. I, I don't think they're going to ride it to to the Super Bowl. But I, I think it's good enough to get past the Lions on Sunday. That which means we have another another post game victory podcast. Hey, eh? that's right. That's right. I hope so. I, hey, all you got to do is get to the playoffs, right? Anything can happen. That's right. They they did that once. Remember? They do. I do remember. <laughs> I mean, you know, and you go back to that year and the, the back-to-back overtime losses to Miami and Washington and all the injuries they had then. And, and again, different seasons, different years, different combination of injuries, different, you know, personnel groups and guys stepping up. But you know, nobody thought it was going to happen then. And, again, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen this year, but I didn't think it was going to happen that year. So... Who knows? You know, all, all I know is what I see, and, and Rodgers and Nelson are playing as good as I've ever seen them. And you know, the the defense maybe it's maybe it's better to be lucky than good. And you know, again, they they've not found a way to overcome the loss of Shields all year, but they continue to get by. As, as long as the defense doesn't kill them, they've got a chance. Very good, Keith. Appreciate you joining us. We'll. Uh... Talk on some, well, guy, it's me. I don't know. I'll talk to you sometime. I'm going to be with my family in Detroit, so we'll figure out a time to talk. But, anyways, appreciate it, and we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Keith. You bet, Bill. Talk to you soon. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, too. What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. 
I pronounce you by wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.